Hey folks, did you know that this Saturday, September 17th, is Batman Day? Well, in honor of Batman Day, KB and I are discussing Gotham Season 3, which premieres Monday, September 19th. What villains do we want to see? What's going to happen? We're going to discuss that. And on the final countdown, KB and I are going to rank our top three favorite Gotham characters. And as a little bonus, we'll also be ranking the most annoying character on that show. So, join us, will you, on the Gotham's finest edition of Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull! Is coming. Star Finish him. Fatality. What do we got? Got here myself. Male, female, gunshot. The kids saw the whole thing. All best hasn't spoke a word yet. James Gordon, a detective. What's your name? It's okay. You don't have to talk. Bruce. My name is Bruce Wayne. My name is Bruce Wayne. Welcome to Free Your Geek episode, I believe it's 19. 19. 19. And it's a Gotham-themed episode. KB, how are you? Pretty good, brother. Good, good. Yeah, so why is this a themed episode, you might ask? Well, two reasons. One, uh, as of this recording, Gotham Season 3 is premiering this Monday, September 19th. And this Saturday, September 17th, where if we're releasing this on Friday, it would be tomorrow. Uh, it's Batman Day, which is awesome. Celebrating Batman yeah. all over the world, which is kind of cool. Uh, not much going on in this area. But if usually, you're usually uh, free comic books, usually on Batman Day. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like as far as there's going to be like writers and stuff, there's yeah. nobody going even into the city of Boston or Providence. But New York, yeah. California, where D.C. is essentially based out of, there's going to be a lot of like writers and artists. Uh, I know Jim Lee is going to be out in California doing some signings and stuff. So that'd be kind of cool. But uh, we get a little bit of a packed show today. Yes, uh, we do. What do you want to do first, KB? We, we can talk about the next episode. Uh, about Gotham season three premiering, we can talk uh, with some rumors coming up with some uh, industry news, perhaps. And I have some comic book things to do before we get into the final countdown. I say we start with the um, what are we the most excited for? Go- Gotham season three, right? All right, so let's talk about the next episode. Previously on Lost. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. Hold up. The next episode. All right, so Gotham season three is premiering this Monday night. Uh, KB, you and full disclosure here. I am by no means. I'm. I'm a huge Batman fan. Batman is my favorite hero, yep. favorite comic book character. I am not as a huge a fan of the Gotham series as I am more of the DC CW shows. And that's okay, but I know you're... Uh, well, uh, I'm even more of an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan than this show, too. Right, so. but as far as yeah. DC as far shows as DC goes, goes, yeah, this, this, is your, this is your show compared to something like... Although me. I'm finally catching up on Flash and... Uh, Good, because I want to have an episode dedicated yeah, solely to so. the Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow and all that fun stuff. But let's get into the subject matter at hand. Gotham Season 3. Season 1 and 2. You want to do a quick recap? You want me to do a recap? You can do the recap. All right, Season 1. Basically, we all know Bruce Wayne... His parents get killed. Jim Gordon's a new cop in Gotham. Uh, he meets Harvey Bullock. Bullock is rough around the edges. He's sometimes on the take. He has 
ends with some of the more shady characters of Gotham City. Uh, we also meet Oswald Cobblepot, uh, mm-hmm. who is basically an underling for uh, not a mob boss, but somebody pretty high up in organized crime called Fish, Fish Mooney, Moon. played by Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, but he's trying to make something of himself. Uh, there's a lot of organized crime. Uh, and basically, we get introduced to a lot of Batman's eventual villains. Uh, Edward Nigma is working in Gotham City Police Department as a, I don't know what, as like a forensics or, or something. Like a CSI. Like, yeah, CSI type of thing. Um, he's already like kind of nerdy with the riddles and stuff. And then we meet, um, who else do we meet in that show? We meet uh, Selena Kyle, uh, Alfred Pennyworth, you know, all the, the major folks in Bruce Wayne and Batman's uh, gallery of, of rogues and, and supporting characters. So the first season really deals with the organized crime aspect of it. Um, and season two really more, it's more, they, they called it the rise of the, the villains. villains. Yep. Uh, so it's more of a focus on the villains. So KB, do you have any warm thoughts or, or favorite episodes, memories of seasons one or two? Uh, I, I would say one of my favorites would be the Red Hood episode. Red Hood episode. Red, That's a good Red episode. Red Hood episode was good. And um, what we saw with, um, what was the kid's name that they had played the Joker? Uh, Jerome. Jerome, yes. Those were good episodes, too. Yeah. I like that character. I was a fan of the Scarecrow episodes. I believe yep. it was season one. Uh, that was really cool. So it's basically Jonathan Crane's father. So that, to me, is the toughest part of Gotham, is the fact that I understand they're trying to treat it as a police show with Jim Gordon. It's more of Gordon's story than it is Bruce's. It's Bruce as a young child who he'll eventually grow up to be Batman. But we've already met Harvey Dent, uh, the Penguin, the Riddler, Catwoman, Selina Kyle. Uh, One of the other things that annoyed me, Poison Ivy. Yep. Um, They named her Ivy Pepper. Like... I think a lot of the show was too much on the nose. I yep. think that they didn't give the fans enough credit. Like fans that are Batman fans would get if her name was Pamela Isley. I think they would get that is Poison Ivy. It's very yeah. easy, like you know. But I think they're they're trying to cater to more of the non fans, like that. Just know, oh, Poison Ivy. Yeah, her name is is what did I just say it was Ivy, Ivy Pepper. Pepper. Yeah, like come on. Um, but my my major gripe with the show, and it's nothing too huge of a gripe is that i just think there's too many villains that are older than than batman's gonna be i mean you can make a case for some and i should mention if you haven't seen season two yet we're gonna spoil some of that too but some of the villains in season two mr freeze yep. uh clayface uh who else did we see uh, possibly the joker yep uh, we don't know yet well, we've seen different um, versions of the Joker, right? Him man- but, manifest in. But what I'm trying, ways. what I'm trying to say here, though, is like all these villains. Harvey Dent is already a twenty-something, or yep. even maybe a thirty-something. Where yep. Bruce Wayne's a twelve-year-old. They're close to equal age, usually. Right in, in the and, and same thing with you yeah. know Scarecrow. They already introduced him is going to be a young kid because it was his father that was doing everything. Pamela Isley, I'm not going to call her Ivy Pepper, was around her age. Yep. Uh, r- around Run. Bruce's age. Yep. That's going to change for season three. We discussed Now she'll be show. a little bit older. She's going to be about five years older, which again, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I mean, just from it's, a comic standpoint to have, typically you'd think that Batman would be the older yep. person. Like I couldn't see like a 19 year old Batman or even like say a 25 year old Batman and it's a 30 year old, you know, poison so, ivy so, and so a, so a 50 year old so, enigma. So your take is like, you know, when the making a lot of these characters younger and then maybe maybe having a, a almost like a separate group of bad guys that are that Jim would fo- focus on throughout well, the show. I mean, th- it's it's a different world. So I mean, I'm trying not to be too nitpicky. Yep. I've gone on record as saying before, I'm not one of those guys that Oh, it has to be it like It has to be exactly thing. like the source material, but I think it'd be yeah. more of a to me, Batman's villains for the most part always have some type of like tragic flaw and ties to Batman. So like in most iterations, Harvey Dent is Bruce Wayne's, you know, good friend, yep. you know, as it young adulthood socialite behavior, you know, um the Riddler worked for a company that, you know, Bruce Wayne, you know, Wayne Tech didn't do something, but he has nothing to do. There's not as much of an emotional connection, I think, between most of the villains and Batman. Even like the Penguin, um, if you read the comics it talks about how the Cobblepots were one of the four founding families of Gotham, the Waynes being uh, another group, and there's always been a rivalry between the two families. That's been erased. And even in the video games, the Arkham video games, it talked about 
uh, Oswald and Bruce Wayne growing up together as rich kids, and yep. they they hate each other. There's no connection between Cobblepot and Bruce Wayne now. I I think it's it's almost good though. And here's why I think it might be better, not better, but good is that um, you get to focus on the character itself. It's not everything is tied back to Batman, and you can do different things with the characters and focus on their personalities. Because you got to admit, as far as the show, as far as acting is concerned, it delivers. I think almost every we'll, actor we'll talk delivers. about the, yeah. The, thank you, thank you for adding in the word yeah. almost. But yes, um, I think I, I agree with you saying you can focus on the characters. But to me, I the character resonates more with me when there's You're tied into Batman. It's it's well, it's anything. It's yeah. like you know, you look at any of anyone's greatest villain or villains, ga- you know, gallery. Like whether it be you know, we were talking off off air about Green Lantern and Sinestro, who was a former. Yep. He you know helped train. He was the mentor of Hal Jordan. Sinestro was the mentor. You know, uh, Doomsday comes from the planet of Krypton. He you know he has a direct tie to Superman's heritage. You know, Magneto and Charles Xavier were good friends, and yep. they just have a different of difference of philosophy, and that's what makes them the X Men. So there's always that tie to the villains. And I mean, they might they might approach it with whoever eventually turns out to be the Joker. You know, they like you mentioned, Jerome could be one iteration, but the Joker has no origin, so we don't know. I, I think it's it's it it keeps it simpler too for the fans who don't know anything. And about I the agree, comics. and I I think that's why they're doing it. Um, and and like like you said, uh, some most of the acting is really really good. The characters are good. Uh, Gotham is different to me because it seems sometimes almost over the top. It's not as it's dark, but it's also over the top. You know I what know. I find weird about this show is that it's like, what time does it happen in? That's another because good. It, it's it's like you look at the show. Okay, obviously it's like in it's New York City, and it, it you know it, it looks like it's filmed there or shots are yeah, taken. It's, it's Gotham City, of course. It's Gotham, but point being is that you get those realistic uh, views. Like when the show opens, you get the realistic view of, of Gotham, New York, whatever. Um, but. What I noticed is it's like, okay, so everybody has cell phones and whatever, but they're all driving cars from the 1970s and 80s. It's kind of it's oh, interesting. interesting little... I don't know if they just do that to keep it dark because they give those cars that, that or older maybe feel. Or maybe it's an homage maybe to the Burton Batman films or, maybe. or something along those lines. But I've always noticed that, like especially uh, in the first season like with the mo- like uh, with a lot of the uh, organized crime stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys are driving like, you know, 80 Lincolns and, and things like that. It's very strange. That's, that's an interesting point. So uh, we kind of have hopes and dreams, I guess, for lack of a better term. What yeah. do you think? What, do you, what are your aspirations? What do you hope happens in season three? Um, more Joker. I want to see if there's another character that seems to appear as the Joker. Because um, we, saw, we saw what? We saw Jerome. Mm-hmm. And then we saw there was the woman that Bruce Wayne talked to who was uh, what in the rock band or whatever. Yeah, he went yeah, to yeah. the club. Like she... She was inspired by, by the Red Hood gang. Right? Yeah, so you saw a little bit there. Um, and or the, the Maniacs, I forget yeah. what it was. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, curious to see what happens with Freeze. So yeah, so Mr. Freeze, is, again, he's like 40-something or 30-something yep. now. So Much in, older. In 15 years. Being a retirement home. Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, like he's going to be, you know, yeah, he's going to be yep. in his 50s. Like that That to me, what? and I get it, it's because they're trying to make villains, compelling villains for Gordon and have, to have to deal with. And I get that. Yep. Um, the other the other thing that uh, I I think I really am curious about is like where where this whole fish Mooney thing is going. I, I wasn't that was one of the things I wasn't too happy with at the end of season two was where these powers kind of not where they came from, but uh, how she kind of stumbled about them. And so that's why I'm saying this is kind of going like over the top because it starts off pretty straightforward, like organized yep. crime, almost like a um, Christopher Nolan Batman film. Like it's very you know, set in reality. And as the show goes on, it gets more and twisted. more yeah, twisted and again, over the top. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit. Kind of the though. Hugo strange stuff is where it starts to, and, and see, I, I really like, but I really like BD Wong as yes. that character, but again, the writing, yeah, it's now they're bringing superpowers and abilities and whatnot into this world, which is fine. It's just, I, it doesn't, it doesn't seem as believable as as silly as that sounds i mean superpowers why would you yeah why would it be believable but if you can do it in an organic way that you can suspend that disbelief and believe that this could actually happen then i'm on board but this feels too over the top court of owls too that's what that was going to be my thing i loved 
uh, Snyder's comic book, uh, Night of the Owls and, and Court of mm-hmm. Owls, and uh, it's it's a newer villain or threat to Batman that hasn't seen much on film or TV or anything. I think there's been some animated. Yeah, so it's interesting stuff. to see it here. Yeah, so it's it's going to be one of the first uh, iterations in any type of uh, media other than comic books, obviously, for uh, the Court of Owls. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, from the Poison a, Ivy thing? You keep stealing all my answers. <laughs> you know, as a red-blooded American male, I'm curious to see what they do with that. Uh, what about the storyline of it, of, like, how it happens? Well, I'm go- I didn't read too much about that, so I, I, I'm trying to stay as spoiler-free yeah. as what's happening. I but mean, that's out there, you can't, though. Yeah. You can't, you can't ignore some of the news, but... I, yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing what's going to happen with her. Uh, Jessica Lucas, I'm a huge fan of her, and I'm, I'm glad uh, her character Tabitha is still, still going to be there, so yep. that's cool. Uh, who else? I'd like to see what's going to happen with Selena Kyle. Uh, yeah, wh- where's that development yeah. going? Um, the Mad Hatter is going to be in this season, too. Yes. That's, that's another one of my favorite kind of like ancillary characters where you don't necessarily know. Like, you know, you haven't seen much of that. In the movies, or, or the you know back in the '60s TV show, there was the Mad Hatter, but there hasn't been a Mad Hatter character other than the animated series. A little more development in Harvey Dent too. Yeah, that'd be awesome too. Because Two Face is probably one of my favorites. There you go. So yeah, it, it could be a really good season. So that's uh, anything else to say about Gotham, or is that a good piece? No, good place no, to stop? no, no. That's that's pretty much that's it. That's what we're hoping to see. What are you hoping to see? Tweet us at Free Your Geek on Twitter, or just reach out on our Facebook page. We'll. we'll Plug that again at the end of the show. KB, what do you want to go into next? Uh, some industry news about some video games, or you want to talk yeah. about some comics? Yeah, let's talk about Injustice. All right, let's talk some industry news. Okay, KB, let's do this. Industry news. We're going to be talking about the video game, Injustice, Gods Among Us 2. Yeah, so... Uh Every anybody any gamer who has played Injustice has probably seen the trailers for Injustice Two, and it just looks absolutely fantastic. I know we've been posting the trailers and whatnot of gameplay and things like that um, to you know our all of our social media pages. Um, and if you haven't played the first one, you need to play the first one. Um, but this one is just it, it looks like it's going to be fantastic. So some good rumors, um, some that I think Jay Free is probably really interested in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just, I, and I'm not as familiar with this. I mean, I love the first game. Is it following the same story to your knowledge? Where, okay, spoiler alert if you haven't played the first one, but Superman's the bad I guy. I haven't, honestly, I haven't heard much on the story. I think, I think it is following I'm up. it's going to be a continuation. It's a continuation, but I haven't heard any details. Okay, that's, that's, I was curious about that. All right, yeah, let's, uh, so there's been, uh, from what we talked about, there's been some rumored characters. Yep. But within the trailer, they introduce some new characters, and you also have news on some returning characters as well. But do you have any other news yep. pieces about so that? So there are, there are some other pieces, though. Uh, so the first piece of news, and this is one Jay Free is probably loving, is that uh, rumored that Grant Gustin will be voicing The Flash. I'm on board for that so much. Now that I'm watching The Flash a lot, me too. He's, he's amazing. He's a great actor, and he, he really loves the character, um, and he tries to do a lot for the character when he's doing the show, like even going on... Supergirl and trying to help yep. that show up because he wants that was a great crossover. Yeah, well, and we'll Love we'll talk episode. about that when we do we'll do some CW stuff later on down the pipeline. But so Grant Gustin's going to yep. possibly be voicing the Flash character. And Kate Cassidy may possibly providing the voice basis uh, for Katie Black Cassidy. Canary. Black Canary, Dinah Laurel Lance. That's going to be awesome too if that holds true. So those are some pretty interesting rumors, and I I'd like to see more of that. The voice act the the actors on these shows getting into more of so the now that I'm thinking of it, though, maybe maybe it'll be a different universe because unless they're going to just dis- disregard that the the Flash in the first game, and it's a different maybe. Ca- I don't know what they're going to do, but those are two really cool and that rumors. and that was according to comicbooknews.com and uh, IMDb, which IMDb isn't necessarily the best source, but right. it's you know it's still um it's still there. Um, next one is a release date, which is probably even the bigger news I probably should have started with. Um, GameRant.com, um, citing that uh, it looks like um, NetherRealm Studios is aiming for a March 2017 release date. So that's uh, about six months away. But that's kind of good news because when they say 2017 and like you'll see a lot of times to be determined... Right, on a lot right. of things, it'll say 2017. Usually, they keep pushing it out. I mean, it, it could still be delayed. It'll still and be delayed, in, but th- th- that's a good sign because at least we know w- w- we should get it this year. So, um, definitely looking forward to that. 
Um, and uh, so next thing we want to do is just go on to some characters. So, yeah, some, there's some uh, confirmed yes. characters, returning characters, and rumored characters. So going to the returning characters, I'll start there. Go for it. Aquaman, Batman, The Flash, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn. Like it, like so it. So those are all, I think those are all kind of givens. Everybody knows those. New confirmed ones. Um, interestingly, Blue Beetle. Like it. Deadshot. Not bad. Gorilla Grodd. Eh. Atrocitus. Eh. Supergirl. Like it. You really, you, so Supergirl is the one because that you like I'm, that? Uh, the, the thing I like about this is I'm a bit, for video games, I mean, it could be gameplay and graphics, and yes, that's all great. Her graphics look good in the trailer. I'm a big fan of the storylines of video games. Like yep. that's, that's my selling point. If it's a solid story, so if it's set in the same universe, and again, spoiler alert, Superman's the bad guy. Yep. I'm curious to see what side she'd fall well, on. Superman's kind of the bad guy and the good guy. In a sense, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm just curious to see how she's going to deal with that conflict. So, yeah. And, and Blue Beetle. I love Blue Beetle, so that's cool. Too. Yeah, the Blue Beetle character looked good. So those are the confirmed new characters. So you can check out trailers of those on right. individual now, this sites. This is where I'm going to piss some people off. Okay. KB, there's some rumored characters, huh? Yeah, there are some rumored characters. Oh, oh, Black Canary we just talked about. Yes, love it. Okay. Zoom. Awesome. Vixen. Sweet. Constantine, I know, is up your alley. Awesome. Okay. Dr. Manhattan. Boo. Really? Too powerful for the game. Way too powerful. So, again, the idea is that they each hero, because they don't have the strength of Superman, they develop this pill that basically gives them super strength yep. and super... Uh, not super skin, but like they're, they're just... They're stronger and they're, they're tougher. Yeah. Dr. Much. Manhattan doesn't need that. Dr. Manhattan can just like... Blink and tear you to pieces. Like same thing with Superman. <laughs> yeah, but it's different because they actually he has powers like he can like. No, I mean he could blink and turn Superman to pieces. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Like he's his powers are just like way too, unless he's like a boss or something. But yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Spawn is possible DLC. Don't like it. You know why they did that? Because of the success they have with the Mortal Kombat characters. And I didn't like those either. You I didn't like be, the alien be, or predator stuff. I want it to be a DC hero. Give me more DC heroes. Give me more DC villains. Don't fill it with other characters from other games just because it's the same studio that's making them. That's I, 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 I spawns one of my you're, personal you're, favorite yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. Um, Swamp Thing. Love it. I, I do too. Because when, when, when have you been I'm thinking, able to be Swamp and Thing? And I'm thinking, what kind of powers could you use? What kind of specials could you do with yeah. Swamp Thing? Yep, definitely. Uh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Dark Side. Yeah, I'm all right with that too, but I think he might be too overpowered too. I uh, do like Rorschach though. Nah. See, I like Rorschach. What, what for a you, fighting what, game? But for, for, a, for a fighting, fighting game. game where everybody's gonna have these superpowers and you're gonna have the Flash running around, what is Rorschach gonna do? Karate chops? I'm sure they can make something sick though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, what is he gonna do? He but, take out a gun but, and what, shoot but you. But what can Harley Quinn do? I mean, right. But it's different because she's in that realm of the the character. She's a supporting character of. The game. She's she's the Joker's henchwoman. Like yep. she's involved. Rorschach has nothing. So, so your 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 thing is kind of like the the Watchmen. Kinda. The it should same, be in their own it's universe. It's the same thing I have with Deadshot. Like or or keep reading the list because who's the next guy? Yeah, Jonah Hex. Same thing. Don't like it. Yeah, he's not good for a fighting game. He he'd be great if it was like an a western or like a Red Dead Redemption type yep. of thing. But for this, where it's like basically you're a gunslinger, and I love Jonah Hex. Yeah. But I mean, like, okay, so you're gonna have super strength and you're gonna have guns, and that's gonna be all your special moves gonna be based off guns. I like Beast Boy. Love it. Like that one. Does, love it. I cannot. Just, they can do a lot of things. With exactly. That. That's and that's where I'm coming from. What what can the fighting styles, the specials, and everything look like? Poison Ivy too. Awesome. With the plant powers and. I agree. Keep absolutely. going. Absolutely. Captain Cold. Love it. Another one, Elements. Yep. Yep, so that's a good one. Amazo. Love it. I'm not familiar with Amazo. Amazo is basically a cyborg, if I believe. It's a cyborg and android. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, basically, he can copy the powers of the entire Justice League. So he'll have the speed of the Flash, the heat vision of Superman, uh, the ability to... Is to, that a little too much? Or? No, because it's it's he can still be... like The Justice League finds ways to defeat him. And it's just kind of like, okay, he can copy your powers. He's not going to probably be able to do that in the game, but yeah. he'll have like similar move sets to other characters, which I think will be cool. Uh, static. Like Static, yeah. That's a good one, too. Yep. Now, these were two, these next two characters were based on a, a poll done by Ed Boone on his Twitter page, uh, his Twitter feed. Red Hood, absolutely. Okay, so my Red Hood thing, this is where I, I kind of have an issue. I love the Red Hood, one of my favorite characters in DC. Again, what is he going to do other than bombs and guns? Well, you've got Deathstroke and... Yeah, I know, but that, I mean, so I'm saying, how much of that is... How many, yeah, is it why too many between Deadshot, Deathstroke... Why can't you put Cyborg him? in there and do some like crazy robotic bullshit? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why can't Cyborg, you put... No, Cyborg was, was he in there? Yeah, he was in was there. Was he in that? Yeah, he was in there. But I'm saying that he's not a returning character. Well, it's not confirmed yet, right. but they, they still haven't... Same thing with Raven. Raven was a, you know, or a, a hawk a hawk girl yeah. was in there. You know, like, I want to see some of those. Like, the lanterns would be cool. We know that Atrocitus is going to be in there. Um, Starfire on Pulp. Yep, Starfire is the, yep, Starfire Starfire is the last no, one. That's, that's the last that's one. That's the other I, I stole your thunder, sorry. No, okay. I, I thought you mentioned it already. Starfire is amazing. I'd love to see her character in there. Yep. So so there's some pretty good... It's an interesting mix of yeah. rumored characters. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so, and, and the Swamp thing... I want to say that's more than confirmed. I thought I've seen something I would love somewhere to see that. on that. I, would love I, to see I thought that. that was confirmed already. But um, anyway, excited. Hopefully, it is out in March. I, I, I am definitely hoping for that. But I think we'll we'll see it at least in 2017. Excellent, excellent. So uh, next piece. Yes. Next okay. Piece. We're gonna do a, a segment we haven't really done in a while called "We Have Issues," but uh, I reworked the theme music a little bit, and we have two potential, and they might both be really cheesy and no good, but. Uh, KB, I have a question for you. Okay. Where do you go when you want to buy your comics? Comic book store, the comic book store, because that's where the books live, but it's also much more. It's the heart of the old form that we all adore. Your friendly neighborhood comic book store. Hey. The comic book store, hey. the comic book store, because hey. that's where the books live, hey. but it's also much more. Hey. It's the heart So you go to the comic book store. Yeah, and you this. don't. So no, I chuck don't. your I, geek cut out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? No, um, but when you do, uh, you probably, I'm not thinking that song in my head. No, 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 but do you do you do you have a lot of uh do you do you bag and board your comics? I do. Oh, okay. And I'm assuming you have a lot on they they hold a lot on your pull list, huh? Uh yeah. Oh, I'm going to pop some bags. <laughs> So we have two potential themes for uh, We Have Issues. The, I don't know. The first one annoys me. It's a little too sing song. We're yeah. going to probably use that as an outro song. So uh, that was actually done, and I can't remember the name of the, of the woman who did it, but it's, it's a great video. And the other one is also from a Dragon Con, I believe. Um, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, we'll, we'll do the links to those eventually. But um, so Save you, the comic book store, please. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. We y- need yeah, to, but you don't help. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't have any room anymore. And I'm sick of like, I need to buy a storage space to keep all my stuff. That's, that's the problem. I don't have any room anymore. Get a bigger apartment. Yeah, because yeah, I get paid. 59 Media is paying me to do this show. <laughs> Sorry, 59 Media. Sorry, Eric. Um, all right, so real quick, I just want to talk about one of the comics that I've been really into recently uh, based on uh, the Rebirth series. It's Detective Comics, and it's basically um, a team of Batman family secondary yeah. characters. Uh, you have the Spoiler, who yep. basically Stephanie Brown. Um, she was reintroduced in the New 52 in Batman Eternal 3, uh, July 2014, uh, she basically stumbled into a meeting between her father, the Clue Master, and his criminal associates, and she ends up, quote-unquote, spoiling her father's plans. Next on the team, we have Orphan, also yep. known as Black Bat, also known as Cassandra Kane. Uh, basically, she was introduced in Batman and Robin Eternal, where her father was the orphan, and he was working for another character called Mother, who would kill the parents of... Uh, children and turn them into assassins and and whatnot so she eventually overwrote her coding for for lack of a better term and now she's mother's coding yes so now she's part and uh her father david kane died so she ended up taking up the orphan name and now she's wearing a similar costume to her black bat eternal was really good i love both those batman eternal and batman and robin eternal both great series batman and robin eternal was really good then we have one of my favorite sidekicks red robin aka tim drake which in the new 52 is now a pseudonym so that's not his real name so i don't like how they did that um but he's basically kind of like the oracle of the group the very good you know he's very good with computers he's a genius then in a surprising move we have clayface yes which is awesome so it's the basil carlo version who 
Um, if you're familiar with Clayface from the animated series, they took almost the, the Carlo backstory and put him onto Matt Hagen. Um, so uh, Matt Hagen in the animated series was the actor. This Basil Carlo is the actor, and he gets the Clayface powers um, and a little bit differently from the animated series, but he's more of a sympathetic character now in this series, which I really, really like. Seems kind of a pushover. He's, he seems he soft. He is, and no pun intended for him being made out yeah. of clay, but yeah, it's just one of those things where there's a scene or uh, an image in one of the books where he's watching one of yeah, his old panel. movies. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, it's heart-wrenching. Like, this is not a guy, like, he's a sympathetic character. He's not a, like an evil, I want to see the world burn supervillain. He's, yeah. he's redeemable, which is cool. And then heading up the team is Batwoman, which in this incarnation, uh, she's the daughter of Jacob Kane, and Jacob is Martha Wayne's brother. So it's basically Bruce's cousin. first cousin. Um, so it's really cool. And the first story involves uh, a group called The Colony, yep. which is kind of cool. And it's led, spoiler alert if you haven't read it, Jacob Kane, Batwoman's father. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Bruce's uncle. Bruce's uncle. And... Uh, it's a good read. It's a good read. I really like that's one of my favorite titles with the rebirth. So check it out. Anyway, folks, uh, that takes care of that. We're going to go take a break right now and we'll be coming back into the final countdown. After these messages, we'll be right back. Are you ready to upgrade your office space or living area for an affordable price? Stop by Pachico's Furniture where you can expect a delightful shopping experience, all while saving you some of your hard-earned money. Pachico's Furniture specializes in used furniture, antiques, jewelry, electronics, video games, Blu-ray, DVD, musical instruments, and much, much more. Whether buying or selling, we strive on being Fall River's finest second-hand store. Pachico's Furniture is a family-owned and operated business located on 663 Bedford Street, formerly Billy's Cafe, in Fall River, Massachusetts. Come on by, you'll be pleasantly surprised. I don't think so. Can you? <laughs> what do you want? What I want. The poor have, the rich need, and if you eat it, you'll die. Are you asking me a riddle? Do you like riddles? No. The answer is nothing. The poor have it, the rich need it, and if you eat it... Who are you? Edward. Nigma. I know who you are. Then you know that you're standing too close. Did you know that male emperor penguins keep their eggs warm by balancing them on their feet? Nice to meet you, sir. Keep moving. Ooh, chilling. <laughs> that was the first meeting between Edward Nigma, a.k.a. the Riddler, and Oswald Cobblepot. The penguin. Yeah, that's a, that's a great scene in or, or as we say in Spanish, penguino. Well, there you go. See, I just learned something today. About penguino. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, KB, you know what we're going to go into next. Yep. It's my favorite segment of the show, and we call this The Final Countdown. It's The Final Countdown! The Final Countdown! Yeah! New theme for the final countdown. I like bit, it. A little bit more. It of a, has uh, more energy. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's just, um, that's a group called Affiance, uh, or Affiance, I don't know how you pronounce it, but that was a cover, and I don't know that band, so if you know the name, how to pronounce that band, hit me up on the Twitter or Facebook and tell me how stupid I am. Anywho, our topic, how do you want to do this, KB? Do you want to do annoying first, or do you want to save that for the end? Let's do annoying first. Oh, good. Let's get. Let's rake myself across. And, the you know, let's go different this time. You, you know, why don't you go first this time? Ooh, I like this. I like this. Okay, let's perfect. change it up a bit. All right. So I'll do this first. So I'll go first. We're gonna name our most annoying character on yep. the Gotham TV show. Then we'll get into it, and we'll do our top three favorite characters on Gotham. And you're gonna hate me for this already. Yep. So I'm gonna put a couple of uh, caveats out there. Full disclosure. First, 
I do watch it weekly, but I am by no means an expert on the show. There's going to be spoilers here. in here, obviously. Um, and I'm going to include a couple more honorable mentions than normal. But we normally For the for favorites? Both. For both. Okay. And I just want to start. We're going to talk too. about. And I also want to point out this is not, no, nothing on the actors themselves. No. As KB mentioned earlier, the acting is actually really, really good in the show. I just don't like the way either some of the characters are written or the way the acting I, is. I can't really directed. think of a bad performance. That's like really bad. My first honorable mention. Okay. Fish Mooney. Jada Pinkett. You know what? That is one. <laughs> She's so over yeah. the top. Like, yeah, actually, that is one. My name is Fish Mooney, bitch. Like, yeah. really? Like, it's so out of place. It's so cheap. But again, it's not Jada Pinkett Smith. No. It's the way that the, they're writing and they're directing her character, the way they want her to say it. Like, the, that, that's horrible. The character's horrible. all over the place, too. Yeah. So, so again, I'm not going to get into too much detail with her. But this is the one that's going to piss a lot of people off. What's that? Most annoying character on my list. It's played by Ben McKenzie. <laughs> a, a man by the name of Jim Gordon. The lead. <laughs> the lead of the show. Why? Because he's a friggin' hypocrite and I can't stand the writing. So his character, and again, I'm by no means a purist, and I want to point that out as well. It has to be exactly like the source material. But it strays too far from what I expect Jim Gordon to be. I can't stand the way the character's written for the show. Because in one of the interviews, when describing his character, Mackenzie stated that Gordon is a truly honest man, the last honest man in a city full of crooked people. He's not an anti-hero, but he's a true hero, but he will have to compromise. Again, spoiler alert, he kills Theo Gallivan, shoots him, point yep. blank. Then he covers it up. He doesn't even admit to it when he's questioned. He's trying to save his own ass. He's basically an anti-hero yeah. <laughs> and a liar. Both go against what Jim Gordon, the character, is supposed to be. Even Jim Gordon wouldn't get that dirty. Right. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can understand that you're going to be compromising. You save somebody. He's like, oh, now you owe me a favor. And the kind of thing he had with the penguin, with him having to do a favor for the penguin. But it never crossed. Or, or, there's, like, kind of, or there's like kind of blackmailing going on. Or stuff looking like that. the other like, way. That's fine when, looking like, the other you know, way. Yeah. But that's compromising. Right. This is straight out. You friggin' killed somebody. Now, granted, they got around it because Theo Gallivan came back as Azrael and all that stuff. But, oh, it just annoys me. So, yeah, that's that's my most annoying character, Jim Gordon, KB. It's actually not a bad one because he's not my favorite either. He's not even near my favorite. Um, mine is uh, Bruce Wayne. You know, so uh, so basically the other the two Mazza, main characters the, of the show. The, the two lead characters actually kind of suck in the show. Um this, I don't know if it's just now. It's nothing against the actor personally, but I don't know if it's just the way that he portrays. I, I feel like the character's all over the place. Like I, I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to really say it. Like you just feel like he, he. Sometimes he's too happy, and then he's too sad, then he's too. I mean, I guess he's a moody teenager. His but, parents were killed in front of him. Cut the no, kids some slack. No, but then there's a there's a, there's this um entitlement thing going on. I, I, I think it's just the way. It's just kind of the, the I, I don't know, like him thinking that, that he's this great detective. I guess I guess it's just to you know, show the signs of him well, becoming and that's, Batman. And that's what I think the and this goes back to what I was talking about, like the inconsistency, the writing and the believability, yeah. because I think once they realize, oh, we're going to be working in all these villains, we have to make Bruce Wayne closer to Batman now because they're not Jim Gordon's villains. They're they're Batman's villains. Yeah. And. You know, we're showing the beginnings of the villains. Well, we need to start showing the beginnings of Batman, even though he's, again, I don't know when he's going to become Batman. Maybe he'll become Batman at 16. I don't know. I mean, usually, like, in the comics, if we're using that, he goes away and he learns. I, I think, though, it's for the sense of writing, of, like, you, the relationship between him and Alfred, mm -hmm. which I think the Alfred part uh, is... We'll get is there. Played, it's played okay. It's played pretty well. We'll get there. But anyway, but the relationship between the two of them, I think, helps the main viewing public. I agree. So that I think that's kind of the point of it. Um, but no, he's definitely just not. It's just not my favorite character, and uh, I, I just, he's just, the, I don't know, something about the role just annoys me the way they've done it. So, so yep. That's, that's your that. pick. Yep, that's, that's pick. my pick. Thank you, KB. We're gonna go into our top three now. Our top three favorite characters on Gotham, and I got three honorable mentions before my top three. Um, so just really quick, Tabitha Gallivan, played by Jessica Lucas. I think. From a guy's perspective, uh, I think she's physically probably the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I just love her character, Tigress. She's yep. awesome. Uh, she's a great actress who hasn't really had too many like really good TV series or movies. Uh, she's been a lot. She's still doing. This show is doing that for a lot of people. 
Right, and that's that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. she's she's been in you know the remake of The Evil Dead. She's been in a couple of comedies for NBC. She was in the movie Pompeii as a supporting actress, but she's had like a couple, like two or three speaking lines, and she's had a couple of failed sitcoms. So this is something that I'm glad she's going to be starting a second season in, and she's going to be you know one of the main villains. I think is awesome, and I love her dynamic between her and Butch and Barbara. Yep. So I think so. That's one of your honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Next one. Carmen Bikandova. A.K.A. Selena Kyle. Yep. I just think she looks so much like Michelle Pfeiffer to me. It's like... Oh, okay. you know what? Now that you're saying it, yeah. She she has a lot of physical, similar facial features to Michelle Pfeiffer. And I think that I like the way they're kind of portraying her as like a street tough kid. Because um, it's kind of like the what Selena Kyle was growing up. It, and you can, Yeah, you can see it in the attitude too. Yeah. And another honorable mention, He, I was going back and forth on whether or not he should be in the top three or not. That's why I had to put him honorable mention. So you'll see this. Uh, Donal Logue. Okay. Bullock. Okay. I, I love his character. I think he's probably the closest portrayal to from the comic books and animated yep. series to television. Okay. I think he's the best, uh, and he's funny, and he's exactly what Bullock should be, but he just didn't make my top three. Okay. So my number three, which he actually bumped out, uh, I had to bump out Bullock for, Robin Lord Taylor, the Penguin. Really? Is my number three. Uh, I love his character growth. I like how they take different pieces of different iterations of the Penguin character um, because Gotham is, you know, at first gritty and dark, and they did honor, like, the different pieces of his origin, like, for the fact, even though he didn't know it at the time because he only was only with his mother, but his father is wealthy. That goes back to the Cobblepots being one of the founding fathers of Gotham. Not necessarily that they were the founding fathers of Gotham in this series, but just an, a, an homage to that piece of that character. But they also give a little bit more of the the zany Burton-esque feel mm-hmm. with Paul Rubens playing both his father in Batman Returns, you know, back in 1990, 1991, yeah. or even 92, I forget when that movie was out. And then he played his, his father in the Gotham series as well. I think that's really, really cool, and that's a really cool homage as well. Plus the way his character just wants to kind of rise up through the ranks and he's just like this henchman and they call him Penguin mm-hmm. and then they break his leg and it gives him to do the the, the waddling thing and yep. he carries the umbrella. I just And then the acting. Like we go back to this again. He is so good at what he does. He is such Robin Lord Taylor, such a great actor. Almost like with the animated stuff, how I, how his voice, like now when you read the if you read the penguin, you kinda yes, have his I, voice I actually, in your head. I absolutely agree with that. Yep. yep. So um, that's 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 my number three. Cool. My number, th- oh, actually, a couple of um, yeah. honorable mentions. HM's I, I, I'm not gonna. I, I I didn't research the actors because I didn't know we were doing honorable mentions. Well, go but, for it. Uh, Butch. Yep. I like Butch's character. Yeah, he's good. It, it you know it, it he he's he's um, I like when he's kind of the the temporary boss for a while. You know, and the whole losing his arm, his 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 arm, Penguin taking off his his what did he take it off from the wrist? I think it's the wrist. It's like the wrist up, and then becomes loyal to him again after the fact kind of an interesting interesting part of that um but well well played actor uh well played role um and uh the carmine falcone is it uh john john doman great great character great actor yes. yeah and fantastic. it's what i picture falcone to be this uh you know mob boss who is you always you hear him talk about the balance still even though he's the mob boss he still kind of talks about like um you know uh bruce's um Gordon's father and like knowing was it Gordon? Yeah, yeah so, Gordon's so, father. Again, and that goes back to you're tying yep. back a villain personally to the protagonist, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I just want to make a point though that they mentioned. I think they do it in the Gotham TV series. They mentioned it both ways as Falcone and Falcone. I believe yep. in the animated series it's Falcone, so that's what I'm going with. Yep. But yeah, they do mention it both as Falcone and Falcone in the Gotham series. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's which a little strange. So those are my honorables. Um, on to my number three was your, your last honorable mention is, uh, Donald Logue is Harvey Bullock. Um, I just feel like he plays the role so well. Um, just basically everything that you said, um, he's, 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 um, just, he, he plays both sides of the fence. He knows how to walk the line very well. He can can compromise and he's somebody who, you know, is good at heart. Uh, we see that in uh, what was the episode with his former partner? They go back. The um, there was an episode where it was they go back to his former partner, 
and uh, it was a guy who was like kidnapping all these girls and then killing them, all the rich girls in Gotham. I can't remember the, the villain's name. It's been a while. I, I can't remember the oh, the goat. The goat. The villain's name was the goat. Is it the goat? Yeah, it was the goat. Um, so it just you got to see. That's when we first got to see the um, real kind of kind of what happened to 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 her, to, to to him. Um, you know, in the past where he was a good cop and he was and why he's always telling Jim not to run into things because like that's when he first ran into a situation and tried to be the hero. Like we say, there's no heroes in Gotham. Um, so you kind of see that how, you know, he was how Bullock was kind of defeated as being a hero. You know what I mean? Um, and his partner getting hurt in that situation and all that. So um, I just think the characters just developed really well. So now another thing about um Logo, like he has been on some other shows where I'm happy. I love to see an actor get his due after he's been in so much. So he was actually in Sons of Anarchy. Um, he played the role of Lee Torek, who was a uh, marshal who was going after Jax Teller and uh, and, and Tara, who uh, basically he was he was going after them for killing his sister in the show. Um, and he just played like this, um, basically like this marshal who just kind of. He was kind of a hard marshal who got, uh, you know, suspended and expelled and had charges for brutality and blah, 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 blah. And so they killed his sister. So he was like, he also kind of went kind of crazy. So they showed him playing like almost like a, not a split personality, but, you know, fine with everybody. You know, hey, I want to get Jack Stella, blah, blah, blah. And then play this super insane, like, role when it came to his sister. And in private moments, they show him like going crazy, not crazy, but like taking lots of drugs and just phenomenal acting. Um, and then he was on Law and Order SVU for eight episodes as uh, Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Delkin O'Rourke. Um, he didn't stay there. I don't know why he didn't stay because I thought he was good in that show too. So to see an actor like that who's kind of, if you look at what he's done and there's some other things too, I like to see them get their due when they're good. You know, so definitely my number three. My number two. This is weird doing it backwards, by the way. I don't like this. I don't like this. We're going back. You liked it at first. Nah, nah. Uh, My number two is played by Sean Pertwee. Name of the character is Alfred Pennyworth. Good pick. I love that character. I think it's cool because in all the other iterations that we've seen regarding Batman, we've never really seen a young Alfred. No. We've, you know, it's always been a little bit of older gentleman because Bruce Wayne at the time is already in his 20s or 30s, and it's just an older gentleman. Alfred Pennyworth is badass, dude. Yeah. He's It, it kind of, like again, leads to the, the character that I like of Alfred actually being involved when he was younger as, like, special forces, and he, you know, has the ability to be, like, a medic, and he knows how to take care of himself and train a little bit, and it's, it's the first person that's training Bruce. So we were going back before about discussing how he's already trying to be this detective and everything. You know, typically Bruce Wayne, when he reaches 18 and he's supposed to leave for college, he travels around the world and he gets trained by the best in, you know, stealth and fighting. And he learns all these different fighting styles. If they're not going to do that in Gotham, because again, he's only like 12 or 13 at this point, Alfred being the first person to start training him, I think is awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, th- there's, there's, there's a lot of good scenes in there too with, um, like him fighting a bunch of street thugs and it was like they had to fight not to the death but they were just trying to get information and 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 he was saying he's saying to Bruce you know don't ever give up or it ain't over till it's over or something like that um that spirit it's that it's the spirit. spirit um and then then it's also the he also kind of has this kind of um what's the word I'm looking for not not elegance but uh when he's talking to fish mooney and he's looking for he's looking for Bruce and uh and Selena and he's like, you know, I can tell you have a, a deep soul or, or a good soul or something like that. He's, he's, he's he can work empath- people over he's too. Empathic, I think. Yes, he's, he's and he's he's charming. Yep. And, and he, yeah, he he knows he's how to talk a, to people. Yeah, he's got more of a silver tongue. Like he yeah. knows how to like coerce. Yeah. So definitely, that's a good pick. Yeah. So that's that's my number two. KB, what's your number two? I, I was gonna say number one. See, what's Corey Michael Smith as Edward Nigma. Good pick. I just really, really like this character. And the actor doesn't have many acting credits. Like, if you look, like, this is, like, his first kind of really big thing when I, when I was looking. Um, this character, I like the way it's been developed. Um, I like the whole uh, the Miss Kringle thing when he's fallen in love with her. And then he starts to fall apart around when he actually gets her, which is 
the, just the craziest thing. And, and he, when he's talking to himself in the mirror and, you know, he's playing the evil self and, and the, the, um, you know, and what his, let's say his bad, his, his, uh, what his evil counterpart versus his good counterpart and dealing with that in his head. Um, the riddles, the riddles are good. Like a lot of the, a lot of the riddles are, are very good. Um, I, I've, I've been rewatching season one and there's the, the part with the cupcake, the red velvet cupcake and the bullet in it. And he's like, you know, a, a, a beautiful woman is a dangerous thing was the riddle. And it was the first thing that kind of made her smile about him. Um, so definitely uh, a great character um, when he when he does when he when he first kills somebody is pretty cool. Um, and his interactions with Penguin, the, the few interactions we've seen have been awesome, too. And uh, he's starting to be able to talk his way out. We've seen it with of things like we've seen with Hugo Strange. He seems to now have a tongue for getting out of situations, and and, and he's super intelligent. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, that's my number two. This is why we can't do this this way. My yeah, number one throws us all off. My number one, Corey Michael Smith as the Riddler. <laughs> um, back in episode five of this podcast, you can go back and listen yeah. to that. We're on iTunes, on Podbean. We have the Arkham Unleashed, and we ranked our top 10 favorite villains. The Riddler was my favorite villain of all time, of all of Batman's rogues. So it's no surprise that the Riddler will be my favorite character in Gotham. And to your point, KB, I loved his character progression. Um, Season one, he basically has a crush on Miss Kringle, and he's just kind of like this nerdy dude, and he has... This little tick where he likes to, you know, ask riddles and it annoys people. And sometimes, yes, it can be over the top. Uh, but, you know, the, Gordon and Bullock, they get annoyed by him. But he's very good at his job. And he's a very he's pretty much flying the straight and narrow. Yep. He sees Miss Kringle uh, with her boyfriend at the time. I don't remember the yeah, dude's name. Neither. But he's being verbally abusive, possibly physically abusive to her as well. And he's a cop, right? He's a yep. detective or yep. a cop or something like that. Um, so it's, it's interesting because he's basically psyching himself up and he's trying to garner the courage to save her because he loves her but he does what he needs to be done but he kills he ends up stabbing to death her boyfriend and he hides the body he writes a note again because he's very um he's very intelligent but he's also Mm -hmm. very unhinged at that point because after killing somebody it's like his um, it's almost like Gollum, where you have Gollum and Smeagol. You have the goodness of yep. him, but it's also that darkness. Now that he's done this and he's got like all those uh, idiosyncrasies and little ticks that he does, now he wants to. Uh, he's got like this other persona that's kind of like festering inside of him, and it's like, almost like like you said, he's looking in the mirror and it's talking back to him. He ends up basically dating Kringle until they have a fight, and then that inner turmoil comes out, and he ends up killing her as well. Yeah. And that's when he really snaps and he's like, you know, this old me that, you know, never got anything, just kind of like coasted through life and and nothing good ever really happened. Yeah, I have a good job and whatever, but nothing exciting ever happened. Now this other persona is kind of taking the reins, taking charge, taking the front seat and driving, you know, the vessel that is Edward Nigma, And he's just he's enjoying himself so much more he's having fun and that's what's scary is because now he likes showing off his intelligence he likes setting up gordon yeah you know to, to and then they finally figured out now he's arrested now he's starting to become the persona so it took two seasons for him to, to go from edward nigma to not even the riddler yet but he's got he's he's on that character arc that swing and he's not there yet and he's still on that path and that's why i think it's I, awesome. I wonder what's going to happen with him this season they took their time with him and i love yeah. it that's my number one. KB. My number one is uh, Oswald Cobblepot, Robin Lord Taylor. Um, interesting notes about Cobble, uh, Robin Lord Taylor. So just looked up some of the things that he's been in. Um, there's, he was in a lot of, he's been in a lot of stuff, but he was in, uh, accepted in 2006. He was in Law & Order SVU for an episode. So seems like a lot of people go that way. Um, but interestingly, he was in The Walking Dead. So, uh, season two, uh, I, no, not season two. Was it season two? No, it was two, no. Ep- two, two episodes in 2013, 2014. So it was like season four. Uh, I think it was even later than that. Or, I'm, then I'm in, uh, five, I think. It was Terminus. Yeah, I think, I think that was season five. Okay. Yes, I, re- I remember him. He was yep, the he was Sam. hitchhiker, right? Was he a hitchhiker? H- his name was Sam. He, um, he was at Terminus and, uh. He gets he gets his like his head chopped off. He's the one who's over the yeah. But he was before. I think he was before that though. I think he was a hitchhiker that they picked up and then they found him again in Terminus. Yeah, yep. So he's in two episodes. So 
Um, looking at his pictures in that, they look pretty awesome. Um, didn't even know it was him <laughs> until I looked it up. Well, I knew it was him when he got cast in Gotham. I'm like, oh, that's a yeah. dude from The Walking Dead. But anyway, um, this is another character that they've progressed really well. Um, it, he's just um, like Jay, like Jeffrey was saying earlier. Is you know he progressed from the street thug to like the middle boss uh, to the uh, boss boss. Um, I like the way that he plays with everybody. Um, he takes risks. He does take risks. But he he plays with people's minds and he he's always playing everybody. There's he, he's good at the game. Like if 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 he was in Game of Thrones, he'd he'd, he'd be good. <laughs> he would know he would know how to play the word games. Um, but the character is also just very evil and also very attached to his mother. I I think that was when when Gallivan kills. That's actually a really good point. His though. mother. Um. So you get to see that softness of him, and he does get close to his father when he. Uh, finds that when he meets his father, um, he gets close to him. So you see this um, warm side of him at the same time. So you don't just see like this diabolical criminal liar, uh, fraud person. Um, you you do see that this good side of him, and then you also see um, how violent he can be uh, when he shows up. What is that? Wait, was it Wayne Manor when he kills Azrael with the rocket launcher? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So he go, he goes from one extreme to another, and I think that that's um, makes him very exciting because you kind of never know what the penguin is going to do, and I think that's what what makes him. Because I always reading the comics and, and and knowing what I know about penguin before this show, I kind of always looked at him as kind of this evil old man who you know yeah he was a mobster or and he had some he has some ideas some evil ideas and stuff. But I think with this show, it's kind of nice to see this character have so many different, um, not personas, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I wish I had a cricket sound effect. Yeah. Um, he just he just has different like, like um, personality per- traits. Personality like, traits, yes. Yeah, like he, he does. He's He has like many different layers. He's an onion. Yes. KB. Yep. He's, an he's, onion. he's an onion. So, so yeah. Um, and he's going to be a Comic-Con, Robin Lloyd Taylor. Yes, Rhode Island Comic Con. Rhode Island Comic Con. So, um, yep, that's my number one. Excellent. Well, this is a great list. I still don't like you going last, um, so we're gonna put the kibosh on that right now. Yep. Uh, next week we'll. I be think back. we try it. We'll be back to normal format. Yeah, I'd never try that again. <laughs> um, okay, KB, we want to throw out some uh, social media stuff. First of all, Happy Batman Day. Yes. Uh, Saturday, uh, September seventeenth. So, if you're listening to this on Friday when we release this, or Saturday. Uh, two days after we release this, Happy Batman Day! And if you missed it, what's wrong with you? Celebrate Batman Day next year. So, you Katie, dressing up? No, no, Ugh. no. Unfortunately, um, my cowl is at the dry cleaner, mm-hmm. and my utility belt no longer. That rings in the shop. I've, uh, yeah, it's, it's the Batmobile is being repaired. It needs some fixings. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, throw some social media stuff out there. So covers of the week, some good ones this week. There was a lot of books this week. It was. That's why it prompted me to do the uh, We Have Issues for Detective Yeah, Comics. so definitely check that out. Um, DC's got a lot of stuff. Marvel's got a lot of stuff. So that can be found on our Facebook page. Yep. So for your geek on Facebook. Or I post them. I post my pics. And I don't know if you do to Twitter, but no. Twitter, for your geek on Twitter. Twitter. Hey, guess what? We're also on Instagram. Yeah. For your geek on Instagram. How about that? And YouTube. Free your geek on YouTube. YouTube. Hmm. Yeah, we're going to do some stuff with YouTube. Yeah, we got to get diabolical with that. We're going to. And um, Podbean. So if you're listening on iTunes, we have a Podbean page, freeyourgeek.podbean.com. We have our website, jfreethegeek.com. Anything else? No, I think think we covered it. Okay. Well, episode 19 is in the books. So KB, hit him with it. So, uh, yeah. Get your geek on and uh, start your weekend with your geek friends. And happy Batman Day, guys. Bye. Live from the scene of the GCPD massacre, we have just obtained video footage of the attack recorded by one of the assailants. I want to warn those of you watching, what you are about to see is very graphic. Hello, Gotham City. We're the Maniacs. And I'm Jerome, the shot caller of our little game. We're here to spread the message of wisdom and hope. Some people have no manners. You're all prisoners. What you call sanity is just 
a prison in your mind that stops you from seeing that you're just tiny little cogs in a giant absurd machine. Wake up! Why be a cog? Be free! Like us! Just remember smile! <laughs> still here. It's over. Go home. <laughs>